inmate at the Virginia Department of Corrections, Red Onion State Prison. To accept this call, press zero. This is Randall Vaughn, and I'm currently serving 1,214 years for capital murder in Red Onion State Prison in the state of Virginia in the USA. This is my podcast, Red Onion Ranch. I hope you enjoy listening to me. You know, I've spoken numerous times throughout podcasts in the past about my love of fantasy and, and stories and reading books and and everything. And I've always had a dream since my, you know, mid to late teens when I first started reading books. You know, the very first book that I ever picked up and read for my own pleasure, my own enjoyment, was a novel by Tracy Hickman. And she writes in the Dragonlance series. And I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I know it had the magician Raceland and his twin brother Cameron in it. And that's what really started my love of fantasy. And I've been in love with it and obsessed with it, honestly, since then. You know, it's it's my favorite books to read, and I I never get enough of them. So coming to prison and having to do the amount of time in solitary confinement with no television, no radio, no commissary, no extra books, no nothing, just all I had was a mattress, couple sheets, blanket, pillow, towel, washcloth, and little bit of hygiene and that was really it that's literally like all i had in my cell for a long time and i would get two library books from the library here at red onion two of them every two weeks i can easily read a thousand page book in a day if that's just that's all i do in that day is just kick back and read those are some very good days by the way so I've created stories. That's how I kept my sanity. That is my key to survival in prison. That's how I've managed to not be go to go freaking insane and just become, you know, even worse than I was. Is I created stories in my head. I close my eyes and I think about it. And you know, I just I have the ability where I can visualize it, where I can build it in my mind like a 3D computer model. I create these stories, and I create entire worlds. I'll create different characters, magic items, different ways of using magic, uh, magic weapons and armor, and just stories and plots and all of that stuff. And I've actually just started work on one due to the influence and encouragement of my friend Paulie from Dublin, Ireland, called The Unchained God. It's a series of books that... Well, we'll see what happens with it. It's going to take a while, though. But I did write two children's novels that are done and complete. And one of them is actually on Amazon Kindle right now available for sale. I have a friend named Charlotte. She has a six-year-old daughter named Elise. Now, I've known Charlotte for the last four years, so I've known Elise since she was two years old. And... You know, it was one of the most amazing, most wonderful things that has ever happened to me was when Charlotte introduced me to her daughter, Elise. You know, because Charlotte would use her, would use me to encourage her to eat her vegetables. Like, you know, Randy would be so disappointed in you, honey, if you didn't eat your vegetables right now. Like, if you don't finish them and I have to tell Randy that, oh, you're going to break his heart. He's going to cry. And then she, no, I don't want him to. And then she would start eating her vegetables. And that's, 
that's how me and Elise wound up becoming friends. And uh, I remember one time I had called and uh, Charlotte said, hey, Elise wants to sing you a French nursery rhyme because they're from France. And Elise doesn't speak English and I don't speak French. So Charlotte will translate for us. And Elise got on the phone and she sung me a nursery rhyme in French. And it was... It was just so cool. I loved every minute of it. But what really, really made it so incredibly special to me was that when she got done singing, she she squealed and threw the phone at her mom and ran away squealing because she just got so embarrassed. I laughed so hard. Oh, man, that was just an awesome, awesome moment for me. And I wanted to do something for Elise. I wanted to do something special for her. So I came up with an idea for a story, Elise and the Magic Well. So, you know, I took my time and it was the first story that I've ever written. And I'm actually going to read an excerpt. I hope you don't mind, but it's a pretty good story. Elise in the Magic Well by Randall Vaughn. Mommy, squeals an adorable brown-haired little girl as she runs into the kitchen and climbs up on a chair to look out the window of their trailer. When is Daddy coming home? asks Elise. He should be here already and he promised he would play with me. I know he did, honey, but Daddy will be here shortly. Then you two can play, okay? asks Elise, Mommy, as she puts away the clean dishes. But, Mommy, I want to play now, pouts Elise. I'm sorry, sweetheart, but there's nothing I can do. Your daddy will be here shortly. In the meantime, why don't you go watch TV until he gets here, and I will bring you a snack, okay? Okay, Mommy, can I have a cookie? She smiles at her mommy with her biggest and best smile. Sarah looks down at her daughter Elise for a moment before answering. Sure, you can have a cookie and half a banana. I will bring them to you in a moment. Thanks, Mommy. I love you, says Elise over her shoulder as she skips to her bedroom to choose a friend among her stuffed animals to watch TV with. After careful deliberation, Elise decides on her blue elephant, Trunky, whom she hugs and tucks under one arm as she runs back up the hallway to the living room, where she grabs the remote and turns on the TV before shouting, Mommy, you have to put in the DVD for me. You don't have to shout, honey. I'm right here, says Sarah, holding a plate of sliced bananas and two oatmeal raisin cookies. Here you go. And Elise, Mommy just vacuumed, so please don't get crumbs everywhere. I promise, Mommy. Can me and Trunky watch The Little Mermaid, please? Ask Elise around a mouthful of cookie. Yes, but don't play it too loud. The last time the neighbors complained, Sarah says sternly. Okay, mumbles Elise as her mommy puts in her favorite movie and starts it. Mommy, will you watch it with me? Asks Elise, hopefully. Sorry, honey, but mommy has to do laundry and finish cleaning your room. But I like my room messy, says Elise. Well, that's too, Sarah starts to say as Elise interrupts. The movie started, mommy, says Elise as she grabs Chunky and hugs him in front of her, already lost in the adventure of Ariel and Sebastian and friends even though she's already seen it hundreds of times. 
Sarah looks down at her adorable little four-year-old and shakes her head smiling and mumbles to herself as she heads to the bedroom to do a load of laundry. You marry a stubborn man, you get stubborn kids. Time goes by as Elise is caught up in her favorite movie and her mom is just finishing up her household chores when they both hear a truck door slam and footsteps coming up the front steps. Elise turns around excitedly forgetting about the little mermaid and says, Daddy? And then her little shoulders slump as she breathes out sadly, Aww, when she hears a knock at the front door. Mommy, I want my daddy, Elise says, looking at her mommy with tears welling up in her big brown eyes. As her mom answers the front door, Hello? Honey, what are you doing knocking on the door, asks Sarah. John sticks his head in the door, smiling from ear to ear, and asks, Did somebody order a daddy? I did, I did, shouts Elise, her tears instantly forgotten, as she jumps up and squeezes past her mommy and throws her arms around her daddy's legs. Where have you been, daddy? asks Elise. You were supposed to play with me like you promised. I would like to know that, too. You were supposed to be here hours ago says Sarah as she tosses her blonde hair over her shoulder. Ha ha, Daddy, you're in big trouble, Elise gloats as she's all smiles looking up at her daddy. John looks down and shakes his head. No, I'm not, Piglet. R2, isn't he, Mommy? Isn't Daddy in trouble, squeals Elise happily. Do you want to bet, little one, that not only am I not in trouble, but Mommy will actually be happy that I'm a wee bit late, teases John. And how are you planning on doing that, dear? Asked Sarah in her you've been bad voice, which Elise knows very well. Yeah, Daddy, how? Asked Elise, grinning back and forth between her mommy and Daddy. Well, dear, aren't you curious as to why both of my hands have been behind my back this whole time? Don't you think that's even strange for me? Asked John, smiling even bigger than before. What do you have, Daddy? Asked Elise as she tries to peek behind her Daddy's back, but cannot because he blocks her with his leg. Not yet, Piglet. Not until Mommy asks nicely, says John. Ask him, Mommy, ask him, says Elise to her Mommy, breathless with anticipation. Is it a present for me, Daddy? Is it, is it, is it, Mommy? Elise squeals as she looks at her mom with pleading eyes. What do you have behind your back that's going to get you out of trouble, my dear, asks Sarah flatly. Well, honey, since you asked so nicely, says John, rolling his eyes, I have this. And that's where I'm going to stop off. And that is what they call a cliffhanger. I hope you enjoyed listening to the first part of it. And for those of you who do have children, and if you are kind enough to go and buy my book... I really would appreciate it if you would let me know what your children think of it after you read it to them, because kids are incredible. They're absolutely special, and I truly hope to have kids of my own one day, so I really would like to know, you know, are my stories good? Do children like my stories? Thank you for taking the time to listen to me shamelessly plug my own novel uh, on my podcast. I know you probably wasn't expecting that when you tuned in this week to listen to a prison podcast, but that's the thing about prison, though. It's so varied. It's so wildly diverse and different in here. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what the day holds in store for you. 
So I got to bring that into the podcast, give you a little taste of what it's like to be in here. I really hope you enjoyed my story because my creative writing means so much to me. It literally has saved me from going insane. It has literally saved me from being a much worse human being than I've ever been. Because if I wouldn't have found stories, if I wouldn't have found fantasy, if it wasn't for my friends, Elizabeth Norris and Dan Krokos, who actually took the time to teach me how to write, I wouldn't be able to do this. You know, I wouldn't be able to share what was inside me that helped me, that saved me with y'all. I wouldn't be able to share, you know, my stories with your children. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie because I really wanted to do well. And not just, you know, for the monetary aspect of it, though. I am hoping that I can get enough sales to where, you know, I can, you know, take money to, you know, to buy a lawyer and, you know, maybe help a couple of friends out and stuff of that nature. But uh, first and foremost, I just want people to appreciate my creativity, my imagination and, you know, my voice. That's why my podcast is different. I'm, I'm just being me. So that's why I feel comfortable and I feel safe enough to share my story or at least a little part of it. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to me. Please don't forget to check out my website, redonyourrandy.com. Try to create something today. Doesn't matter what it is, try to create something. You'd be surprised at how good it'll make you feel about yourself. Have fun. Thank you for using GTL.